Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. The following is a presentation of the Four Center Podcast feed. As Obi-Wan Kenobi once said, hello there, and welcome to Force Center Presents Data Bank Dive. I'm Ken Napsok. And I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. This is the show, Joseph, where we go to the StarWars.com databanks, pull something out, talk about it, discuss it, laugh about it, maybe needle it a little bit with some fun, but celebrate it most of all. We did a first- Maybe some weeping. Weeping? 
We, weeping. We, weeping's possible. We weeped. We weeped for Ben Quadra and Quadaneros <laughs> last time out. We did the first season of this on the Companion Sci-Fi app. It is there. If you want to check that out, go to the Companion and get some good sci-fi related content there. Uh, Joseph, before we get into uh, this week, we uh, this uh, title, uh, this show, what are we doing today? Oh, yeah. Before we get to that, we are going to be talking about uh, the video side of us. Uh, uh, we got a lot of stuff going on YouTube and we got a big live show coming up in a few days. Yeah. That is right. Uh, before we reveal the topic of this episode of Databank Dive, uh, we are going to reveal that we are doing a, a live Q&A on Friday, February 24th. Uh, it is going to be at 3 p.m. Pacific time. And because we like to say the word reveal, uh, we're going to reveal something during the live stream. Uh, that's not a good phrasing at all. We're going to make an announcement. <laughs> the, there will be uh, nothing physically revealed. Uh, uh, that's upsetting. Anyway, uh, Jennifer is going to be able to join us for the first half hour of the live stream. So we're going to have a fun uh, Q&A uh, with Jennifer joining us. And then about a half an hour into the live stream, we're going to have an announcement about a new thing we're going to be doing, a new project at Four Center that we're really excited about. So we would love it if you could join us for the reveal of information, not body parts. Not body parts, indeed. Yeah, and the best way to uh, not miss it is to subscribe, hit the notification bell. We got a lot of cool things going up on the Force Center channel. Uh, Figure fights, the second episode is up. We got some shorts, we got some essays, we got more on the way. But the big live show this Friday there. So a little, little bit of fun housekeeping out of the way. We're going to get to the topic. And I think I'm struggling over words more than normal because I'll reveal a little bit. We're, we're recording a little bit later in our week, Joseph, and I feel out of sorts. I feel like this is a... Well, this isn't a Tuesday or a Wednesday. It's a Saturday. What's going on? So I feel like it's a getaway day at school or something. I think that's the problem. Absolutely. We're, we're out of our four-centered time zone and everything's bonkers. <laughs> it's, like, it's like out of context running into a teacher from school at the grocery <laughs> store. Like, I, no, we're both not supposed to be here. You uh, do let's... math. You don't buy pears. What's, that's not right. Don't do that at all. Uh, we're going to reveal the topic, as they say. And this is a classic. And one of those, every once in a while, we love going real small, like something random. Uh, Boba Fett's uh, knee darts was one of the early ones we did for the companion. That's one of my favorites because it's just so specific. But we're going to go a little bit bigger, a little bit broader with a character that's a classic Star Wars character. But the question is today, how weird is Salacious B. Crumb? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here is what we're going to do. Let's get some basic information out there. Uh, yeah, you're listening. You're probably like, oh, yeah, Sally B., we know Sally B, but here's what the StarWars.com databank has to say about Salacious B. Crumb. A Kowakian monkey lizard with a shrill cackle, Salacious Crumb sat on Jabba's dais, stealing bits of food and mimicking the hut, his courtiers and visitors. And the hut's obnoxious pet was the palace's unofficial court jester which makes me think about, was there an official one? But we'll talk about that. <laughs> uh, tolerated because his antics amused Jabba because of his unwavering support for his master. This actually sounds like a stand-up comedy club where someone keeps getting time <laughs> because the booker loves them. Uh, there's a lot there. Before we get to Wikipedia, Joseph, any thoughts on uh, the shrill cackling salacious speaker? Uh, there's things in this that are just deadly accurate. Yes, absolutely. A uh, uh, shrill cackle. And then there's lots of interesting conversation points. The stealing bits of food. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh that's an interesting con- uh you know conversation point uh, did he uh is that 3po's eyes is that a bit of food uh 
Yeah, but the big picture of him as an unofficial court jester, I think when I learned what an actual court jester was, I was like, oh, like uh, Slacious Crumb. Got it. (laughs) 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 Actually, that's that's a shared generational history thing then. Yeah, huh? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. That's why I also learned the term major domo. A lot of knowledge coming out of Jabba's Palace. Yeah, this uh, this idea of the food is interesting to me. Uh, Is it like pieces that maybe fell out of Jabba's mouth. Disgusting to think, but it's the reality of uh, maybe Slash's, maybe his life there. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think he had a, like a, at least a 17 minute rule. If something fell out of Jabba's mouth or any other part of Jabba, he'd eat it. <laughs> he'd eat it there. Uh, we're going to go into the wilds of Wikipedia to see if there's anything more. Some of it here is a little bit uh repeat, but let's dive in. Slash's B. Chrome was known for a shrill, Cackling laughter and sophisticated sense of humor like his fellow monkey lizards. Many individuals of his species served as favored pets among denizens of the underworld, retaining their apparently hilarious sounding names. And Crumb was no exception. Salacious knew many individual secrets and he was completely willing to use those secrets for his own personal gain or amusement. He had no moral code and was only loyal to Chaba. Man. Again, you know a character for 40 years, uh, the year of Jedi, this year of Jedi, and, and I, I think I'm learning a lot about him right here. He's a chaos agent. Yep. He only cares about Jabba. Everything else to him is a is a cruel, empty joke. Uh, I think there must be some stuff from Legends uh, that is supporting uh, the opinion in Wikipedia, the statement uh, that he has a sophisticated sense of humor. Uh, you 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 ask some great questions, so I don't want to get ahead of anything. But this yeah. is just to me like the center of everything. He clearly is a court jester, but yes. what's he doing to earn that title? Is it sophisticated? What are his? What's his material? What are his bits? Uh, to quote Mark Maron, who are his guys? Who are his guys? And you know what I love is is this idea that you know going back up to the dot com uh, description of him mimicking the hut is. Is that how maybe he first got in trouble? Maybe they, when he was brought there and he's like mimicking the hut and everyone's like, oh no. And the Jabba, there was a tense pause and the Jabba was like, oh, 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 I like this lizard. And that's why he's around. <laughs> and that everyone just thinks it's a real sophisticated approach. I don't know. We are going to discuss that in a little more detail, but I'm fascinated by that and fascinated by he's a bit of a, a gossip, gossip power broker. <laughs> <laughs> he knows the secrets. <laughs> he knows them. He knows him. And he's uh and, and the no no moral code puts him on a level with Dooku. Already. Crumb's something important. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think uh at some point we will have to discuss uh is he a Sith? No, I'm joking. Uh we won't, but he would yep. be aligned with them morally. That would have been a great question in nineteen ninety seven, I think. <laughs> All right. Uh we are going to uh discuss Celestia Speak Crumb in a little bit more detail, as we always do. We like to start with this important question. Again, yeah, most of us you spent 40 years with this character. And if you joined Star Wars along the way in that journey in those decades, you spent a lot of time with him as well. But Joseph, how would we physically describe Salacious B. Crumb? Okay, I got a, I got two different examples of trying to sum up the, the uh, feeling of what he looks like. But I have to preface both of them uh, that they both sound awful. And at the end of the day, if you ask me as a kid, and if you ask me now, what does Salacious B. Crumb look like? I'd say like, oh, he's cute and fun. <laughs> That's what I think he is. But then when I described him, the things that came out were not cute or fun. Uh, these are the two ways that I thought to describe him. What if uh, Kermit the Frog somehow merged with an evil murder clown? Mm-hmm. Uh, and what if you went over to your friend's house and their angry, 
pantsless, unemployed uncle was just sitting in a Barca lounger, never bleeping moving and commenting cruelly on everyone that walked past. That's what yes. Salacious V. Grum looks like. Yeah, this is great because uh, I, I would I'd throw this weird description of if you took a, a ferret, a, a, a chihuahua and a duck and smushed them all together, you might get a little bit. But then you add in what you just talked about and then he insults you. He's 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 like a, a roast comic. He's Don Rickles or something. Every, every time you walk in, that's the added angle to this there. Um, yeah. Oh, Don Rickles. Absolutely. He's like not clever Don Rickles because like, you know, Don Rickles would actually come up with jokes and insights. And I feel like mm-hmm. <laughs> is just look at this guy. What a piece of bleep. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's uh, he's uh, he's a very uh, modern style comic, I would say. He's so, he's a streamer. Uh, he, he not light on his feet. This problem, I don't know. Maybe we'll see. We'll talk about his humor. Uh, as far as the scripture too, there's the other details I love. Like it's these long, like spindly uh, digits there. The fingers, the thumbs, and it's hard uh, in the in the toes. It's hard to tell them apart uh, in my mind. The, the the ears that look like they've seen better days. Like his oh, right yeah. ear looks ripped at the bottom. Maybe that's the angle of the photo I'm looking on on Wikipedia. Hmm. Oh no, they've been, they've been through something. They did. He 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 got he got bit, I think, by another quacking monkey lizard for a, a joke that didn't work. Uh, yeah. I think one of the other great things about his physical appearance, if you pull up images of Salacious B. Crumb and then just you know type in as well, uh, jester outfit. Um, he's so well designed to evoke uh, a, mm-hmm. a jester. You know, with those ears of his, uh, mm-hmm. those bitten ears mimic. Uh, the jester hat, uh, the kind of uh, fur around his neck really uh, mimic the neckwear of the classic uh, jester. So he, he's really got some jester vibes going on. He does. And, and one of the final things I'll say about uh, Salacious in, in the physical description, if, if you go to Wikipedia, the main main page, or you just do a Salacious Crumb or Salacious B. Crumb, uh, Google image, image search. One of the first ones up is like his school photo from Wikipedia. Shoulders up, just staring at you. And, and, you know, I'm a lifelong Muppet fan. I imagine most people our generation, Joseph, have spent a lot of time with the Muppets and maybe having mm-hmm. a period for them. He is a Muppet, right? He's that He's that style. He's a, he's a puppet. He's, he's, he's that. He's get, you got Tim Rose, uh, his hand in there, all that stuff. Um, but you look at that photo. It's so real. Those eyes are piercing my soul <laughs> at this cool photo. <laughs> Uh, the second scariest yellow eyes in all of Star Wars. Uh, first Sheev, then Salacious, right? I don't disagree with that at all. Uh, love it. So that's the physical description. I wanted to toy around with this one. How would we uh, emotionally describe Salacious B. Crumb? And that's our emotions, his emotions. Just, I don't know. Where do you go? Where do you go with it? <laughs> I think here's where I go to that that court jester thing because he, he physically evokes it. Uh, like I said, when I when I learned that's, uh, you know, what a kind of court jester is, the sort of the uh, comedy person in the court uh, is like, oh, Salacious B. Crumb. Uh, but I, I, my emotions about Salacious, trying to describe him emotionally is like he's he's a really bad court jester. <laughs> yeah. Like because a court jester should like get up and do things like juggle right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or you know if you go to sort of like uh the idea of what a court jester is sometimes in reality sometimes in literature they are the sacred clown the one person who yeah. can mock and mimic the power who can satirize things who can kind of point at uncomfortable truths that everybody else knows but no one is allowed to say without getting their head cut off but because it's presented as 
comedy just a bit from the court jester, they're allowed to sort of release the tension by laughing at the obvious thing, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what I emotionally think about with Salacious is like, uh, you know, you, you think of a classic court jester, uh, they're getting up and doing elaborate, impressively performed routines to communicate the larger idea of pointing and laughing at things. Salacious just sits on his little quacking monkey lizard ass and literally physically points at things and laughs. He's the laziest court jester in the entire galaxy. I really agree with that. I think there's more gesturing going down below there with like some of the dancers and some of the performers, <laughs> some of the people that we see, the denizens of the court, if you will. And I, I really agree with your assessment on that. He is a Star Wars Ed McMahon from another era. <laughs> yes, sir. You are correct, Jabba. Azerbaijan, sir. Yes, yes. Uh, I, 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 what, yeah, he's just there. And it, it, I, one of the emotions that I would describe him as is, is just smug and prideful, you know, just mm-hmm. pride and misplaced confidence. Like, you're, you, what do you, what did you do to deserve this? Just make fun of Jabba? Like, and you're just cackling as people are thrown down into the rank pit to their death. Like, Where's this confidence coming from? I don't know. The, he, he, he's not laughing at anything that even can be interpreted as a joke. It's like, hey, a bad thing's happening to you. Ha ha. Literally. Like, he's, I, I've never taken it as him mm. mimicking uh, Jabba. Maybe that's the intent of Jabba's ho, ho, ho. So he's like, ha ha ha. Mm. <laughs> but, it, but it really is, you know, uh, oh, uh, is your friend uh, frozen on the wall? Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. His entire laugh is, must suck to be you. <laughs> That's the crumb. That's the crumb t-shirt we need. Here's, I want to I jump to this question. We'll flip questions here. I might run down. Okay. Because Wikipedia, again, describes his humor as sophisticated. And, and my question was, do we agree with that assessment? Well, I want to even go further than that. Take into our stand-up comedy um, connection there. And you and I both have uh, been doing comedy for years, various forms, various versions of it there. But he is reminding me of the comics that I loathe who just go up at clubs and that is their that is their humor. Must suck to be you. I'm going to punch down. I'm going to punch across. I'm going to there's no point to my I'm just cackling. And 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 Jabba loves it, whether you guys are not. I I bring nothing to the conversation. And 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 that's where I go with crumb and his humor. So sophisticated? Absolutely not. I reject that. I reject it. <laughs> Like I say, it's there's got to be some uh, legends material that is supporting the idea of uh, sophisticated, or maybe the word just got uh, may- maybe is a joke. Another quacking monkey lizard has edited Wikipedia and <laughs> called his humor sophisticated to mock Salacious B. Crumb. So yeah, no, I I think that there's a possibility that there's some stuff we're not seeing on screen. Like, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, are these his later days and earlier when he was with Jabba? He, he you know he he did it. He worked for it a little bit. You know, is is he rested? on his laurels did he used to do some like juggling um like even uh uh the quacking monkey lizard uh siblings that we meet with hondo Mm -hmm. onaka a pick and pilf muck muck they're scampering right they're they're doing stuff and i think at some point salacious used to be more like that but Mm -hmm. i think that he didn't like stand in front of the court and give a like performance where he like played two roles and like (laughs) reenacted you know the freezing upon solo like i don't think he did quality bits I think he did pranks. I think he did cruel junior high sleepover pranks. Like, I think he put a a sleeping Weequay's hand in warm water. I think he, like, cut Amanamon's walking stick in half so when he gets up, he falls over. I think that's his material. 
Yeah. Oh, man. Pranks are another thing I just despise, too. Take the one currency we have left in this world, trust in each other, and destroy it. I just despise <laughs> pranks. And, and, Me and too. Crumb, crumb has that prank energy. Absolutely. And he just gig and he just cackles. He's just he's yep. just a frat Kowakian, a monkey lizard gone wild in Jabba's palace. Poor, poor crumb. Yeah. Oh, and, and I also, could someone please uh, uh, email Tony Gilroy and say, the Muck Muck siblings must be in Andor season two. All right. Um, <laughs> please, please put them in a serious Star Wars show. Uh, anyways, I digress. I digress. Uh, all right. So the, we, we're diving into it here. But I, look, I, 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 and, and we had that, we had that, um, the, the Adventures uh, of Luke Skywalker uh, book, or I forget the title of it there by, uh, was it Ken Liu uh, who wrote it? Who, yeah, uh, Legends of Luke Legends. Skywalker. Yeah. We had, the, we had the tick character. It was like this little tick that was in Jabba's palace that spent some time on Salacious B. Crumb. I think that I now, I didn't love that story at the time, I will say, but but I got to go back and re- reread it because I think that tick gives the exact, uh, you know, the co- more correct uh, summary of, of Crumb and his humor. <laughs> Not good and dumb, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. I think uh, I think we're on the same page. If there's a kind of a, a nihilism of, uh, well, there's a kind of, you can laugh at, humanity's pain other people's pain to get to the other side of saying hey we all go through that pain and it's fun to laugh at it right and uh in salacious in bad comedy in my opinion just stops at the laughing at pain and doesn't get to any of the catharsis and healing and mm-hmm. having a little power over it. it's just <laughs> you fell down ha ha Ah, man, not to turn this into, you know, Ken and Joseph talk about stand-up comedy in the comics, so we'll move on. But uh, to this question here, look, we've been hammering Salacious B, Sally B, uh, a lot here. But look, I also kind of like him. And as a kid, Mm. did you have any love or kindness in your heart for for Salacious? Uh, What are some of your favorite Salacious moments, maybe things that stand out to you that you enjoyed over the years? I had mountains of love for Salacious B. Crumb. He was one of my favorite things coming out of Return of the Jedi. I was obsessed with him. I I was lucky to get the the Jabba playset where where you got a little Salacious B. Crumb. None of his body parts even moved, but I was like, it's great great that I have Jabba. It's great that I have his whole uh, dais, but what I needed (laughs) was Salacious B. Crumb. I think probably, I did not know the term headcanon, uh, I think probably my first headcanon was just like one day just thinking about Return of the Jedi going, wait, mm. he died. No, no, he didn't. He got off. He got off. He did not die. <laughs> I, I, that was my first headcanon. That was how much I loved him. Um, yeah. And I, you know, I, I think it's just because it, when, when we really break down the reality of the character in the world, you're like, what a little a-hole, right? Yeah. But he's delightful on screen. He's fun and funny to watch. Um some of my favorite standout moments. Um, I think I think we might have some similar moments, but the mm. when Luke is making his way in and he's watching Jabba's tail. Oh, um, the best. Yeah, right. I mean, like I I got I picked out a favorite laugh moments. There's a bunch of great stuff. Uh, he, he actually gets a, a ton of screen time. He really does. Uh, yeah. yeah, like sorry, Wedge. Uh, Slacious gets way more screen time <laughs> than you. Uh, but the watching the tail is that weird little beautiful touch of magic that makes him deeper. And you realize like, Oh, he does love Chaba. He's obsessed with him. Right. Like almost like scary. Like, Oh man, I could just sit and watch your tail twitch while you sleep. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a favorite one. Uh, I love the shot where he dives for cover when the thermal detonator comes out. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then, yeah, go for it. 
No, no, I, no, no, no. Keep going, keep going, because I got some thoughts on those ones too. But yeah, yeah. And then I, I just, I, I could go on and on. So that I picked my favorite laugh, and I was trying to remember exactly where it lands. It, it's, it, I think, you know, uh, sound wise, one of the ones that we all know. The Buddha, oh, because mm. <laughs> uh, mm. it sounds like he's actually saying something. I don't know what Boda means, but anyway, uh, that's when uh, Jabba's tongue is coming out at last. <laughs> so it's an awful <laughs> moment to have my favorite, but it is his best laugh in my opinion. I agree with that. Someone should uh, do an edit of the old uh, the Dido song. I'd like to watch you sleep at night and just have come <laughs> staring at that tail. Where I went with that one there. Yeah, and all of that. Um, I think there's a couple points where, like, when Job is kind of brushing Luke off or any any anyone that's come to visit, this probably happened time and time again in his life. But that Crumb, clearly he knows what's going on. He clearly knows he's on the side of power, whether he feels he earned it or not. He doesn't care. He's there. Like I said earlier, he's got some misplaced pride and confidence. But anytime, like, when Luke's like, all right, you, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll give me what I want. And Crumb's kind of laughing with him, with Jabba. Like, ah, mm-hmm. like it's just, it's the, the, the again, the, the evil before it. It would also means I, I like the moment after he's shocked by R2, after, you know, eating uh, um, 3PSI or trying to yank it out. And that shot, and I have it up on my screen here now too, but just like, clearly they found like a, 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 a way to get the puppet up there, the shooter, shoot, point that camera up, <laughs> get that, and just him looking down, just cursing out the droids. Cursing out <laughs> It's just, such a funny moment for me too, because, you know, I think of all the people who cuss in Star Wars, it's it's not uh, Andor that introduced cussing into Star Wars. It, it's R2. And to have crumb, I you know the translation on that is probably uh, you know uh, too hot to handle. Uh, it's it's not a it's not a kids movie there. I think I think they're cursing each other. They're bleeping and mother bleeping and bleeping and up bleep bleep. It's 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 one of my favorite. <laughs> and I'll put your bleep in this bleep. Yeah, the the exchange between two of the best swearers in all of Star Wars between our two insulations. Yeah, and I'm right there with you. We're having fun. It's an in-world discussion about Salacious v. Crumb, and he's 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 a bit of a jerk. He a bit of a jerk. He is a jerk. He's he's a top flight a hole here. But I yes, I love Salacious v. Crumb. Sally B. and I know I have some old friends of mine who they, they independently of each other have will, will still to this day say, "Oh, Salacious v. Crumb is my favorite Star Wars character." And and I get it in a weird way. I get it. And and growing up with this, and again, we we celebrate all entry points in the Star Wars. But from a kid in '83. Oh, man, it just was something about it. I, again, loved the Muppets. I, I grew up with them uh, every Saturday night watching the Muppet show, Muppet Babies later on. I'm just a big fan. And it just, he had that vibe. Even though uh, I was Dark Crystal scared the hell out of me. He's more Dark Crystal than <laughs> Muppet show. Yeah. But, uh, there's just something about it. And and I'll bring up here, I think it is I think it is Tim Rose doing it. If I, 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 Time has taken that information from me. But you and I have talked about that from Star Wars to Jedi uh, special making of that came out uh, in, in the 80s. And you can find it out there. But throughout it, there's clips of Salacious B. Crumb uh, talking in like a human voice. I, I do think it is Tim Rose, Rose doing it. But, um, okay. And, and he's looking at, you know, it's like, we're going to England or so. It's like it's a commentary on the make it of. And I, that that just endeared you know, salacious be crumb to me. Just, I, I imagine that's what he's wanted to sound like. Instead, we got the cackles. <laughs> I just broke. <laughs> anytime I would see, I would see his face. I would think of that. He's like looking into a, a camera, like a black and white camera, like, what's this? And it, I'm doing Yoda. I know, but um, I just love that. And that, that was one of the reasons as a kid, I just love salacious be crumb as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. He did. He, he was like uh, the Muppets, but like 
dark. He was somehow like fun and whimsical, but also dark. <laughs> I, I'm, I was looking up uh, to verify. It is Tim Rose. There's a great shot of him uh, from an interview from like 2015 uh, as a as a young man uh, with his hand up salacious, and he's wearing a turtleneck, so it looks like uh, Hamlet doing the last poor York speech with <laughs> salacious beat crumb. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. I'm, 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 I'm searching as we're doing that as well. Yeah. <laughs> There's some great, yes, that is quite a turtleneck. That's amazing. Oh, God bless it. Oh, that's see. Oh, I love Star Wars so much. All right. Uh, we have discussed celebrate a lot before we take a quick break though, Joseph, uh, what is the magic of salacious speed crown? What does he bring to the Star Wars saga for you? I think, uh, by, well, his presence in Jabba's palace is just such great Star Wars world building. It's the kind of details that I think have drawn people into Star Wars and made them want to know more, uh, wonder about things. It's just great world building. It sells the picture that Jabba has a court, right? Mm. Uh, it's one of the first shots when uh, 3PO and R2 walk in there is that we have this establishing shot of Jabba and you're like, oh, wow, scary guy, got these sort of uh, godfather vibes, this, you know, royalty of crime. And then we pan down to this weird little shadowy freak just staring at you. <laughs> and it, it helps build the world that this is Jabba has an ego, right? Mm-hmm. This is his mm-hmm. court. These are his people to please him and serve him, including this little sycophant, you know, <laughs> who's in awe of Jabba. So I think Slacious B. Grum, Crum does a bunch of world building to prop up Jabba, which is part of his, his magic. Yeah. But then I think it's that there's something so friendly and lovable about him. I loved him because he was a Muppet. But then when you look at all of the horrible things he did, mm. he's like this weird grim dark Muppets, like uh, Muppets, but, you know, really edgy for the 80s. <laughs> so they just be crumb. So he's, he's, he's a master. He's, he's dark. He's a little jerk. But somehow he kind of keeps the whimsy also in this scene where lots of bad things are happening uh, to our, our heroes. Yeah, well said as always, sir. I love that, and and I think there was something as the the magic is is uh, you know an expansion of that world that we just crawled into this dark, scary world. I've said before, yeah, I, I was uh, you know still scared. I still get scared easily by movies, but I was I was a little. There was a lot going on in Jabba's Palace. I wasn't sure about seven years old sitting <laughs> in the theater, and uh, so he was both a point of safety. He was something I recognized, kind of a you know a, a Muppet, and not in a way that knocks you out of the movie, but just like okay, okay, I like Kermit. Uh, I can I can hold on to him, but then when Luke, particularly when Luke shows up, and Luke is surrounded and everyone's against him, and you got Leia there, kind of like giving him the look of like it ain't gonna work, buddy. Like we got something's got to. <laughs> Even this little Muppet is laughing at him, and I felt overwhelmed in the most wonderful way. Like it just added to the tension, like you said, this Jabba, the power of Jabba, down to this little cackling monkey lizard. It's just part of the fun. <laughs> And then, you know, over, you grow up with this character. Uh, you know, I, I, I do not say I, salacious crumb. I try not. Salacious B crumb. And it's one of those silly, pointless trivia things that even as a seven-year-old, I grasp. <laughs> His middle initial is B. And, like, and I just, I think I love the character for that. And it adds to that, um, you know, love of Star Wars and, and our fandoms on an individual level. Yeah. Uh, well said. I love the 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 bee, and I love the picture that our heroes are, are standing before this truly violent threat to their safety, 
and a little a-hole laughing at him. Like, it's not enough that <laughs> this actual scary person is going to take me out. Like, can you imagine if uh, if Darth Vader had salacious crumb and, oh, he's going to kill me with a lightsaber and this guy's laughing at me? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you go. All right. This has become a supersized episode of Dead and McDive, as one would expect with a character like Salacious B. Crumb. We're going to take a quick break, but on the other side, we're going to make it personal and give our final rating as we answer the question, how weird is Salacious B. Crumb here on Force Night? A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST.
Welcome back to Data Bank Dive on Force Center. I'm Ken Namsock. That's Joseph Scrimshaw. In the virtual studio, we're having fun celebrating Salacious Big Crumb. And also, I don't know, poking a little bit at the uh, ego bubble that is surrounded Salacious Big Crumb. Uh, and celebrating everything about this character that we can remember from our childhoods. Man, he's been around a long time. We're going to make it personal, though. Uh, what situations in your life would have been improved with salation <laughs> on your shoulder or lap or around you? Do you have any? Uh, I have two, and they're very different. One, uh, wedding dances. Uh, when you go to a wedding, in the you know, there's the first dance, and then there's that awkward period of is anybody actually going to get up and dance and make this a successful uh, wedding? Uh, yeah. I think if Salacia got up there and started dancing. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might help. Uh, and then my other one is, because uh, I was just talking uh, to my father about this, uh, colonoscopy prep, just to entertain me while I was trapped. Yeah, I love that. That's just to keep you in until you go under. <laughs> yep. You go under. Yep. And, and you know, yeah, you know, uh, uh, laugh at me. Laugh that this is happening, you know, to take yeah. the edge off. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, you know, Sally B's a little old. I'm sure he's had some Star Wars colonoscopies. <laughs> well, uh, for me, you know, as a former public safety director, there's been some times where I had to um, encourage people to leave the mall property. I think, I think Salacious B. Crumb would have made a difference. Just him on my shoulder where like, you know, often in that line of work, as you were doing your job, you would get reminded by the person of your low station in life. Uh, it would be one of the things people would love to tell you often. Uh, one quote, my genes right now are worth more than your life is what was said to me one time. And wow. I think just having um, Salacious B. Crumb to take that and throw it back at them where, yeah, you, you're being asked to leave the food court, but you're being asked by this cackling monkey lizard. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> Your station in life has slipped a little bit. Uh, so maybe that. And then, uh, you know, uh, this is an odd one here, but I, there was, um, there was a time I'm in a, obviously in a long-term happy relationship there, but there was a time, believe it or not, I was dumped once I was dumped years ago, years ago by uh, a, 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 a comic I dated for a while. And we went out for, uh, Japanese food and in, uh, in, in, in south of the boulevard in, in uh, L.A. there, a fancy restaurant. And next to us was uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. <laughs> Jennifer Love Hewitt got to hear me get dumped. And <laughs> it's a fun memory <laughs> as well as painful. But I think if Salacious B. Crumb had been there um, cackling at me, I think it would have lightened the whole situation, the whole mood. And everyone would have had a positive memory instead of watching this sap me get dumped and um i stayed and finished the meal and paid for it but you know like like a good you know, but uh, i think i just think of that moment it was an embarrassing moment and i think sally b would have distracted from everything going on there. the next time something embarrassing is happening to me and i'm tempted to get mad i'm gonna hear the echoes of salacious b cackling and yes. taking the edge off because <laughs> all the energy and focus would have been on him uh so you mentioned this earlier but this is a, a big question here do you want to find out that salacious survived and this is in canon again there could be some legend stuff he goes on to be a jedi sith who knows but uh in, in the current canon uh there's been time malakili the rancor keeper we know survived the max rebo there's there's room for this but do you want to find out that salacious b crumb survived does he deserve a star wars redemption arc yes and yes like i said this was like my first head canon you know because i was so looking at the whole scene from luke's perspective like what a victory to have defeated job and like wait no, Salacious. <laughs> and there's been an image in my mind for decades of Salacious just riding a piece of uh, sail barge shrapnel through the sky, <laughs> <laughs> screaming. 
which I think he absolutely does. And I think we need a full book of salacious speak crumb. I think mm. I love that the destruction of the uh, sail barge in you know, of Java's power is like this mythic event. It presents an opportunity to change or not to many people. Uh, and I like the idea that uh, keeping it short here, uh, that he wanders a galaxy looking for someone uh, to replace Jabba. And strangely, he ends up working for Baron Papanoida. And Baron Papanoida takes him on and says, okay, but you're going to be a real jester and you're going to learn the real heart of comedy. We are only uh, cruel. We only laugh so we can come to a place of catharsis. So something negative can become something positive. And, and I think it's the story of Salacious learning that good mm-hmm. truth. Well said. You, you've got you got go picture on that one. <laughs> Look, I do. I, I you know, if there were ever to be a, a second book of Boba Fett, I, I don't think there is going to be, unfortunately. But uh, I, I would like to know that Max Rebo survived that as well. That he's Max keeps surviving, and then he runs into Salacious B. Crom, who who had disappeared, went underground, changed his life around. <laughs> And maybe was now a street preacher or something. You're sitting there on the street. I'm uh, thinking of like Navarro. You got the the, the uh, uh, Kowaki Monkey Lizards that we're going to see in Mando Season 3. A little bit out, out in the open. They're not in cages. They're not food anymore. They're just hanging out. Who knows what they're doing? So I, I think I want to see Sally B talk about the lessons he learned and how you shouldn't get lost in that. You shouldn't get lost in the underworld. And Max Rebo and him team up to be like a traveling um sort of uh, traveling kind of town to town kind of a preacher uh, and, and the uh, organ type of guy. It's, it's a weird setup. It, it's very 1892 for me, but uh, um, this is what I want. And I want him to, to, to just try to just let everyone know there's a different path. If you choose it. This is beautiful. This is the, the classic, um, vaudevillian organ grinder and his uh not monkey but quacking monkey lizard <laughs> max rebo's playing and uh salacious crumbs uh doing pratfalls i love it <laughs> uh maybe i went a bridge too far there but that's what i want all right the big question the final question salacious comes from phil tippett stumbling over the the, the words uh, hold on i gotta tie my shoelaces is according uh, according to the story I was looking up here that he was sure they were maybe going to lunch break and he's like I got to tie my salacious and someone was like what whoa hey so that's salacious crumb is for comic book artist Robert Crumb so what do we think the famous middle initial B stands for and if anyone out there listening is like well they revealed it in here nah we don't care about that what do we think right now in our head canon that the famous middle initial stands for. I was so tempted to go with a B that really makes uh, a, a lot of sense for his attitude, his energy, which we've discussed. But I think it would be one of those surprise names that uh, speaks of more depths to his character. So I think it's an elegant name. I think uh, his full name is Salacious Bletchley Crumb. <laughs> Uh, I, uh, I love that there. I love that there. Um, <laughs> Where'd you go? I went uh, kind of almost where you were headed, I thought, or where you could have gone. I went to Boffo. Salacious <laughs> Boffo crumb. <laughs> you know, success. A, a big Boffo box office. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. He's just a big success in our hearts. Yeah. Boffo yucks. This vaudeville act gets Boffo yucks. Buffo Yucks, also probably a creature that's going to show up in some episode of Mandalorian there. There we go. 
All right, we've reached the end of the show. We've had a lot of fun celebrating and occasionally diving into the psyche of Salacious B. Crumb. But as we always do on this show, we're going to rate the wild, the weird, the wondrous factor of Salacious B. Crumb. Our rating is based on one of the original Star Wars weirdos, Lobot, up there in Cloud City. So, Joseph, out of 10 Lobot heads, of course, one being the least, 10 being the most, how many Lobot heads do you give Salacious B. Crumb? I give him 11. I'm not trying to break our ranking, but I he, I think he gets the full 10. Mm-hmm. And I think the extra 11 comes from a Salacious Crumb actually uh, stealing the device off of Lobot's head and running away with it like a jerk. I love that. <laughs> he's just, he's beautiful. He's a, he's a Muppet. He's awful. He's mean, but also incredibly cute and lovable and whimsical. He's everything. He is everything. And you know what? I, 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 uh, I'm going to go 10 out of 10 where I was headed. Uh, you're 11 out of 10 stands. I love it. Yeah. He is, um, in almost a weird way, Lobot will, will always be, uh, the, the barometer here, but he, Sally B could have been it as well. Like there's yeah. just something so classic about it. And he's, he's also so normal. You walk in there and you'd expect him to be there, but <laughs> you pull back and really kind of look at it. He is delightfully weird wild and a little wondrous as well so that is at 10 out of 10 11 out of 10 we have ranked salacious b crumb what is your thoughts on salacious b crumb do you have salacious b crumb merch oh my gosh send us pictures of that i'd love to see that there's some great stuff i think jennifer landa our very own jennifer landa has the uh salacious b crumb from galaxy's edge that's so realistic. My memory may be foggy on that one there, but let us know. Uh, let us know. You can reach out uh, by going to Twitter and Force Center Pod is our handle there. From there, you can link to all the things we do, a YouTube channel, Instagram, and more. You can follow me at Ken Napsock or go to my website, KenNapsock.com. Joseph, where do you want them to find and follow you? Yeah, you can find me on all the social media under the handle at Joseph Scrimshaw, and you can check out my comedy stuff and short films on my YouTube channel. That's Joseph Scrimshaw as well. There you go, my friends. That is it. We have celebrated Salacious B. Crumb. Let's all cackle to ourselves today. See you next time on Data Bank Time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.